I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotel's family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dublina Chakraborty. And I'm Sarah Dowdy. And we recently did an episode on 19th century dentist Horace Wells and his battle to receive credit for discovering inhalation anesthesia. And that episode was really fascinating to research just to find out about the rivalries that were created because of this discovery and the lengths that they would go to to get credit or discredit one another. And all this for a discovery that was supposed to be for the benefit of everyone. Yeah, something that maybe people shouldn't have fought over quite as much as they did. So it definitely got us interested in exploring some more of those science-related rivalries. Yeah, and of course, one of the most famous also involves one of our most requested historical figures. I feel like we always say that, but this one really is is. requested a lot. He's the big time. And that's Nikola Tesla. Tesla is probably most famous for inventing a safe and effective motor that could be used to deliver electricity using alternating current. And that alternating current method is still used today. But he also invented the Tesla coil, an induction coil used in radio technology, and many other things, which we will mention in a bit. But it was that first invention, and simply Tesla's devotion to the idea that alternating current was superior to direct current as a means of delivering electricity that sparked a bitter rivalry with a very well-known, very accomplished American inventor, Thomas Edison, of course. So we're going to be exploring Tesla's life, his contributions, his eccentricities, but we're also going to take a closer look at the 
contentious relationship that he had with Edison and the battle that they fought in the late 19th century to electrify the world. There was a lot at stake. So by the time you get to the end of Tesla's story, you'll really want to know how a mind like his got its start. So that's where we're going to begin. Tesla was born on July 9th or 10th, sources tend to differ on that, 1856, into a family of Serbian origin in a village in a part of Austria-Hungary that's now Croatia. His dad was an Orthodox priest, and his mom was a homemaker who hadn't had much, if any, schooling, but she was said to be very smart and really inventive, too. According to PBS.org, Tesla's mom would invent all sorts of gadgets to just help her around the house, including a mechanical egg beater. And apparently Tesla later credited her for his own inventive tendencies. His parents, though, kind of expected their son to follow in his father's footsteps, but he really excelled in math and science from an early age. And it soon became pretty apparent that further academic achievement along those lines was what he was going to try to pursue. And he wasn't just plain old book smart, too. We should get into that before we start talking about his his genius. Even when he was very young, he was really inventive and imaginative and even had a bit of a literary side to him. Yeah, according to Mental Floss, Tesla had both conceived of an idea for a water wheel, a machine for converting water to electricity, and read the 100-volume set of The Complete Voltaire by age five. So pretty impressive. (laughs) That is pretty impressive. Not everybody can even read yet at five, so there you go. That's true. He was a little ahead of the curve there. But in 1875, Tesla moved to Graz, Austria, to attend the technical university there and train to become an engineer. According to an article about Tesla and notable scientists from 1900 to the present, it's while he was there that he first saw a demonstration of the Graham Dynamo, a direct current induction motor. And while he saw that demonstration, he noticed something. He saw that sparks flew while it operated. And that's when he got this idea of coming up with a method that would overcome issues with direct current motor. So after Gotts, there's a bit of lost time in Tesla's biography during which he was ill. And apparently he would just study and study and work on his ideas so hard sometimes that he would make himself physically sick, or at least that's how his his father saw it anyway. And it really alarmed his parents enough that they tried to get him to switch career paths. They just thought this was not going to be healthy for their son. Eventually, though, Tesla is said to have moved on to continue his education at the University of Prague, although according to biographer Margaret Cheney in Tesla Man Out of Time, there's no record that he actually went there. He may have just audited classes and or used the libraries there. Regardless, by January 1881, he'd moved to Budapest, where he took a job in the Hungarian government's central telegraph office. In 1882, he moved to Paris to take a position with the Continental Edison Company, where his job was to address technical problems in Edison plants in both France and Germany. And according to Encyclopedia Britannica, it's while he was on assignment in Strasbourg in 1883 that Tesla really began serious work on his first induction motor and came up with a design for that. But he couldn't get a lot of support for or interest in it. 
So it was time for a big move at that point. He decided that he would head to America and see if he could garner, shake up some interest over there. So he set sail in 1884. He was in his late 20s by this point, and he showed up that summer with only four cents in his pocket, as well as a few poems he'd written and some calculations for a flying machine that he wanted to create. That really <laughs> paints a good picture of him, I think. And according to an article in American History, by Ronald H. Bailey. Tesla also only had one outfit left by the time he got to the United States. It consisted of a bowler hat, striped trousers, and a cutaway coat, and all of the rest of his clothing and his stuff he had brought with him had been stolen on the trip over. He also had a reference from the manager of the Edison Company in Paris with him, too. He So he had like a recommendation along with him as well because he wanted a job with Edison's company in the States. But there was a little more to it than just that. There was a little more of a motive behind him wanting to get work with Edison. Edison, who was 37 at this time, was already considered a celebrated inventor. He'd invented the incandescent light bulb and the phonograph and had recently created a system for providing electricity to homes and businesses that people in the New York City area were already benefiting from. Tesla hoped that he could get Edison support for his ideas about alternating current, and that's why he wanted to kind of ring him up. Get Edison in his corner. Yeah, so he went to see Edison almost immediately after arriving in New York, and according to Bailey's article, later wrote that he was thrilled to the marrow to meet him. But it was clear from the start that these two guys, although they were both great minds, were complete opposites. Even in the way they looked and acted, I mean, Edison was short, pudgy, disheveled, and kind of folksy, while Tesla was more than six feet tall and slender, neatly dressed, and formal. Very serious looking. But, of course, the biggest difference between these two guys was not just how they looked. It was their beliefs about the way electricity should be distributed, direct current or alternating current. So before we go any further, it would probably help out to give just a little bit of background on the difference between direct current and alternating current, just to give you guys a sense of what Edison and Tesla disagreed about. So we're going to stick to the real bare-bone basics here because this isn't a science podcast. We're not scientists or electricians or engineers, but just to give you something to start with. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss, from the excitement of first starting out to finding Finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more, while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So by this point, scientists had already researched electricity for a while, and people knew it was valuable. It was just a matter of how to get it where it needed to go. And Edison believed that direct current was the answer to this. In a direct current, electrons, which are the particles that convey electricity, just travel in one direction. And a lot of Edison's inventions ran off of this type of power. According to an article in American Heritage by Bernard W. Carlson, 
Edison preferred this method because it was simple and safe, but the downside is that it could only move electricity for short distances. His early power stations could only reach customers within about a mile's distance. So Tesla's preferred method, on the other hand, alternating current, involves electrons switching back and forth. So they travel first in one direction and then in the other direction. And they do this many, many times per second. So if you see something that's labeled 60 hertz, for instance, that means that the current is changing direction 60 times per second. So alternating current is more difficult to set up, but Tesla really believed in it because it was capable of distributing electricity across greater distances, and it allowed you to step up or decrease the voltage when you needed to make something like that happen. He also felt, Carlson writes, that alternating current would enable people to use electricity for more than just lighting, including running factory machines, street cars, and elevators. So there was a lot of potential Broad there. potential. Exactly. Edison wasn't buying it, though. He wasn't buying into this idea. He thought that Tesla's designs for the new induction motor were both impractical and unsafe. According to Bailey's article, Tesla later recalled that Edison said, quote, very bluntly that he was not interested in alternating current. Anyone who dabbled in that field was wasting his time. Still, though, at least at first, Edison was impressed by Tesla himself, even if he didn't like his electricity philosophy. He was impressed enough, in fact, that he gave Tesla a job. And so Tesla, with his four cents in his pocket, you know, swallowed his pride, took the job and got to work at Edison's Pearl Street power station. And his job there was to improve the performance of the dynamos or the generators. And interestingly, the direct current generators actually worked by creating alternating current, at least initially. Then they'd convert it to the direct current right before it was transmitted by using something called a commutator. This gig only lasted a few months for Tesla, though, and that was for a couple of reasons. First off, the fundamental differences between him and Edison were just too great. He just really felt limited by the position and unsatisfied with what he was doing because he didn't really believe in it. But there was also a situation regarding payment that caused Tesla to call it quits. Tesla said Edison promised to pay him $50,000 if he was successful in enhancing the power station's dynamos. But after Tesla actually delivered on this, Edison said that it was all a joke. According to PBS.org, the older inventor said something to the effect of, quote, when you're a full-fledged American, you can get an American joke, maybe. Thanks. Yeah, not very nice. But according to Bailey's article, Edison wouldn't even raise Tesla's salary from $18 to $25 a week. So, so he didn't even get some compensation for not getting the joke. Right. So Tesla left and struck out on his own, and this time he was determined to do things his own way. But things still didn't go so well at first. He started his own electric company in Rahway, New Jersey in 1885. But the first real project he worked on after breaking ties with Edison didn't have that much to do with furthering his ideas about alternating current. He kind of got out of the business almost. There were some New Jersey businessmen who hired him to improve the lighting system in the city of Rahway. But they wanted him to improve upon an early system known as arc lighting. So Tesla took the job because, you know, it was at least some kind of business, and he did create a better type of arc lighting for the city, or a better system of arc lighting. But the investors ended up taking all the money that was earned from the project for themselves, 
leaving Tesla with nothing. And according to Bailey again, they even cheated the inventor out of the patents that he'd gotten for that new, improved arc light he'd created. After that awful experience, Tesla was broke again, and he had to resort to working as a common laborer. And to add insult to injury, one of his jobs was digging ditches that would hold the electrical lines of none other than Edison's direct current grid. So we're going to leave you there for now with Tesla at a serious low. In the ditch. But if you're a huge Tesla fan, don't worry, because in part two, his luck does change. And we'll see what happens when Tesla gets some work done on that induction motor of his that he designed so long ago. And the current war really starts to heat up. We'll also take a look at Tesla's post-current war life, including how he earned the nickname Master of Lightning, and why some remember this one studious student as a mad scientist. So Mm. plenty in store for part two of Tesla. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding Finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet, and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day, seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. 
Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, what do we have on the plate for listener mail today? We have one email here from listener LaVon, and she says, Just listened to the Horace Wells episode while doing my morning walk and had to let you know that I was in Washington, D.C. last weekend with our Hall County World War II veterans to visit their memorial. One of the side trips was a visit to the Museum of American History. There on display was the first ether inhaler from 1846, with credit given to William Morton as the inventor of the device. Because my husband is an anesthetist, I took an interest in the display and snapped a picture. No mention of Horace Wells. Oh, good news. Yeah. So the gas wars continue. The perhaps. gas wars go on and on. We also got another email from Frank. And <laughs> I know we've gotten dental stories from you guys in the past, but this one really applied after that Horace Wells episode since he was, in fact, a dentist. So Frank wrote us to say that my parents started seeing Dr. Silver when my older sister was born. He had a brand new office and the latest equipment. When he was still in practice, the local paper ran a story about his 50 years as a dentist. He had served in World War II. After hearing the dental drill for as long as I could remember, but having good checkups, I had 10 cavities and fillings from the time I was about 14 until I was in college, so from the mid-1980s until the early 1990s. He never asked me if I wanted Novocaine. I didn't know I could ask. I thought it was for, quote, real pain. My parents never asked me if I had taken any painkillers and never offered any after the fact. I, quote, got through by imagining really cold ice cream. <laughs> this is kind of a very sad email, but funny, too. I'm sorry you had to get through through all of that, Frank. But I guess you could really identify to some of the people we were discussing in that podcast. Yeah, on the bright side, you never had to go through that whole numbing sensation. I think that's probably preferable <laughs> at the end of the day. You're right, you're right. That's not a bright side. But thanks for writing in and sharing your story. If anyone else has any related stories that they would like to share or maybe just some other recommendations for future podcasts, please write to us. We're at HistoryPodcast at Discovery.com. You can also look us up on Facebook and we're on Twitter at Missed in History. And if you want to learn a little bit more about the science behind what we're discussing with this Tesla episode, we do have an article called How Electricity Works. And you can find that by searching for electricity on our homepage at www.HowStuffWorks.com. 
For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.